Welcome to Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Society doesn't want you to blame anything but yourself. It's a trait, not mental health. People out there is not going to understand you until you let them know. You definitely got to take into account your mental health. You have to tune into your own mind. Hey, what's going on? Jimmy and Cassino with another Black Man's Mental Health Podcast. Um, first of all, you know what I got to do every podcast is thank all of the listeners of this podcast for making me successful, putting me on, on list, uh, top list on, in the world. I appreciate you so much. And I know I wasn't consistent again, but you know, it's for good reasons, guys. All right. One, I've been redesigning my product line. It's called culture.skin. And I've been really trying to get that together. So I rather work on that, get it all together. And then I could do other stuff so I could talk to you than to like go back and forth and I'm half-assed and everything. So I took the last week and a half to get all my products together, my scents. I got a whole bunch of new women's scents, men's scents for butters. I got my infused clay with the cream leave on overnight. I have about five of them. I have my hair products. So I did all of that. I got it together, got my shipments in and got all my products. And now we're about to shoot some videos and promo campaigns. So that's where I've been. So it wasn't that I didn't want to talk to y'all, didn't, didn't want to do it, but it's just, I had, I had to handle that and get that out the way with all the, with the available time I had. So so what, what's this one? I'm going to call this podcast, guys, um, rating and rap and rapping or or, or, or I'm just I'm just going to be talking about stuff that I, I've been seeing that's stupid. Now, there's this um, podcast that's pretty popular. I guess they go around the country doing the podcast live and it's all about re- relationship. I think they're called Troubled Conversation or True Conversation or something. Conversation is a panel of black men and women. They're young, I guess, maybe early, late. 20s early 30s and they go around talking about relationships and they're pretty you know they got their clips that go on viral on tiktok and instagram and stuff like that so now don't get me wrong y'all all know me i'm a supporter of black businesses i'm support support of anybody black that's doing doing something good so don't get me wrong i'm not a hater on my peoples i have gone in on everybody on this podcast and spoke my truth so this is just an opinion. So like I said, you don't have to agree with me. I say that all the time. You know, you don't, you don't have to agree with me. You don't have to, 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 to think I'm right, but just hear my argument. And, you know, if you don't agree with it, that's fine. You know, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I agree with you on your views and stuff like that, but it's good to have an open dialogue. So one of my pet peeves that you know is that I don't agree with people giving advice that have it either gone through or are currently in the situations they're giving advice about. For example, like a woman or a man giving a parent advice about children, they never had children. That bothers me. Not because people aren't um, allowed to their opinions, no matter what. You can have an opinion about anything, whether you're an expert on it or not. And that's fine. But when they are treated as they are the official, when they when they're telling you uh, my opinion you know, what I think you should do is X, Y, but when they telling you, you should do this and I know what I'm talking about, it bothers me. That bothers me. So this podcast goes around the different stadiums and stuff and they, uh, 
sit down and they um give advice about relationships and all that stuff. And it's one of those where they got the clips that go viral when a guy says, I think said it but last podcast, they say something and everybody's like, oh my God, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, he hit that point. You know how black people do. He hit that point. Oh shoot. Oh no, he didn't say that. Oh shoot. Oh shoot. Tell it like it is, brother. You know, all the all that 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 uh a stereotypical black stuff, unfortunately. Um look at me, I sound like Candace Otis. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. You know, the stereotypical, you know, a black person say something, he supposed to be hitting deep or saying something that, oh my God, he's saying something deep. Oh my God, he hitting it, you know? And they, their, their clips go viral for that. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, he didn't just say that. Oh shoot, he told him like it is. And then I said, let me look a little bit deeper into this. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of the advice they, they're giving is crap. And then half of them aren't married or in relationships. I think one of the girls are married, but she doesn't even act like she married. It's just a whole bunch. Of, it's a hot mess. In my opinion, people, in my opinion. All right. Just my opinion. It's a hot mess. There was one um, thing that was a hot mess to me. Um, lately, it's been it's been this whole debate, right, of. A woman's worth or, or or what does a man want in a woman? And one of the, the discussions was, you know, most men want a woman with a low body count. You know, a woman that is not, you know, in them streets or has it been in, in them streets. Has it been in them streets? And, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, you know, wants to be with a woman that it has a low body count, as they say. Right. So there's one guy. And let me explain why. I'm, when I say I'm dead, I'm going to explain why it bothered me. So there's one guy that stated, um, you know, he said that a real man of value doesn't care about a woman's body count because at the end of the day, if it's a man that cares about the body count, then he's a man that is is low self-esteem. Or he said some stuff. I'm, I'm not direct, directly quote him, but he pretty much said that if a man is concerned about a woman's body count, that's not a real man. A real man don't care about a woman's body count. And everybody's like, oh, the women like, yeah, 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 right. You know, all this stuff. That's the most simplest bullshit that I've heard in my life. And let me explain why. Okay. Unfortunately, when a man has a lot of options when it comes to women, especially, uh, you know, I don't want to say black women, black men, because this applies to all men, but this is black men's mental health podcast. So let's just, keep, I'll, I'll try to keep it there. When a black man has money, fame, um, a certain type of status, he has availability of a lot of women just because at the end of the day, you know, high value man like that women desire. Um, and most of these men that that get married, if you look at like somebody like Kanye West, uh, uh, you know, uh, other famous people that have pretty much dated in the industry and gone back and forth with the same girls and everybody then hit, the, you know, they date the same type of girl. But let's let's talk about why these men don't care about body count. Right. These are the type of men that want what everybody else has had and say it's mine. It's more of a conquering thing. It's a I got, you know, like Kanye West, I got Kim Kardashian, even though she's been with how many men and had a videotape out. She was an object of fantasy and desire. 
I got the girl that the, the it girl that dated all these superstars. Now she's mine. I got the model that has had sex with a lot of people, but now she's mine. It's not because he doesn't care about the body count. It's because a high end man is not looking at that woman for a lifetime commitment because he has so many options. Think about it. He doesn't care because at the end of the day, he's going to be either cheating anyway, or he understands that this is good for right now, but one day this is not going to last. She's the object of my desire because other men desire her. Think about it. Everybody in Hollywood, famous people, they date the same girls. Everybody doesn't have the same women, but, but they desired them not because of of the body count they don't care about that and he's right they don't but it's not for i'm gonna wife this girl love her forever have a family with her and we're gonna be forever no it's the fantasy of being a high earned man a woman that's desirable and you want to conquer that it's not man i want a wife I want a woman that I could build this life with because what can you build with the woman? You're already established. You're just already done. You're good. So at the end of the day, she's just a prompt to the rest of your life. Then you say, well, guys, they have kids with these girls. Yeah, they got kids, get kids with them because at the end of the day, they ain't worried about child support and alimony. They're not worried about all that stuff because they got the money. It's an object for them. So when you when you when you sit there, you try to tell regular men like myself that when I meet a woman, I shouldn't care about her body count. That's the dumbest shit in the world, because when I got married, I was looking for a woman that had morals and standards. And those things happen before you think about it. You know, the old saying, you can't turn a housewife to a hoe. You can't turn a hoe into a housewife. And that saying was met was true because at the end of the day, if that's who you are, that's who you will remain. Like, like, like you will go or a woman eventually will revert back to what she knows, because once you mess up as a man, once you do something, once you maybe just, you know, mess up. And I'm not saying, you know, cheating, but just in general, she's going to revert back to what she knows. She may be good with you for a while. She may be faithful and loyal and loving. But as soon as she feels insecure in that space, she will revert back to what she knows. And if all she knew back before you was banging dudes, jumping from man to man, stripping or whatever it was, being promiscuous, she's going to revert back to that because she's comfortable and knows that world. Because in her mind, as a woman who are emotional, I tried being good and look where it got me. So I'm going to go back to being me. And that's what happens. So when you get a woman with a body, and, and let's, let's, let's even go back. Statistically, statistically, it's shown that the more men that a woman has, the more likelihood she will be divor- get divorced. Right now, let's think about the divorce rate. The divorce rate is at 80% for, for, for uh, women initiated and 90% for women that have college education. Now, think about this. Let's think about this logically. If all men went around not caring about body count, right? So all these men that are marrying these women are, are from various walks of life, low body count, high body count, all that stuff. Statistically, the more body she has, the more likely she's going to divorce you. 
because 80 and 90% of divorces are initiated by the woman. So you have a greater chance of getting a divorce and your woman leaving you if she coming in with 12, 13, 14 bodies. See, that type of talking is simp talking to me because think about it. You're telling men to not care about a woman's body count when statistically it's been proven that the body count counts for divorce and that most of the divorces are initiated by the woman. But you should just not care about a woman's body count at all. You should not care that your woman had morals and standards before you. Now, I'm not talking about a woman that had a kid and, you know, or she was married and had a kid and got divorced, whatever. Those are other circumstances. And I'm not focusing on in general situations. I'm focused on reality of a woman with a high body count. See, because the thing is that women are not valuing their body anymore. Instead of using their body to attract a man, they're using their body to attract a man. Now, let me repeat that because you're probably like, what the hell is this nigga talking about? Back in the days, women used to use their virginity to attract a man. They came with moral standards. I can cook. I can clean. I could be a wife. And when they met you, they made you earn them. See, women came prepared to be a wife, right? Men have to learn how to be a husband. Think about it. A woman through just her environment, through her her, her life is groomed all the time to be a, 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 a wife. She's learned from her early age to cook and clean. She's learned from her early age to be feminine. She's learned from her early age, all this stuff. As for a man, we pretty much are, are, are meant to struggle, earn, and build ourselves to be somebody worthy of a woman. Um, so when you meet a woman, you come with something with morals, hard work, dedication, building ideas, and women comes to be able to support and take care of. Now, I'm not saying that any, a woman is more, a man is more important than a woman or vice versa. I always believe we work together. We have different roles, but we work together. One is not better than the other. One is not higher than the other. We work together. We do different things that complement each other. I don't get this competition of man, woman, all that stuff. Now let's get back to this body count. If a woman has so much energy in her before she meets you, there is no way she can't to can't compare. Like, for example. Now, I'm not saying that woman can have one or two guys and then one or one or one of those two guys weren't the best in the world. I'm not saying that. But let's be honest, if you've had 15, 20 guys before you find your husband, you know, with the emphasis today of sex. Now, back in the day, ignorance was bliss. You know, when a woman was a virgin or she or the body count was very low, at the end of the day, a lot of them didn't don't know what good sex is, unfortunately, because they didn't have the time to explore. So when she meets her husband, she has that time to explore, to connect, to really understand what good sex is, what her body is, where she likes, her husband likes, etc. They have that to explore. If a woman then had 20 guys, right, 
I'm sure four of them blew the hell, blew her back out, did things to her that you never do. Then the chances is she probably has some big, big, blowy Jamaican, Rastafarian, big dick, 12 inches, you know what I'm saying, that done blown her back out, did things to her that she never had done before. Then she meets you. Yeah, she loves you. It's the greatest day in the world. But if you had that one guy that was blowing out your back, your body understands a level of pleasure that your husband will never get you to. And over the years, that will bother you. Now, let's think of why the correlation between a woman's high body count and divorce makes sense. And why most divorces are initiated by a woman. Because at the end of the day, she she has been to heights and places that you could never take her. And after a while, it's like waterboarding. At first, getting that little drop of water on your head means nothing. You'd be like a few minutes, whatever. Like That ain't nothing. Water on top of my uh, dripping on my forehead. Dumb. Ridiculous. I don't know if that's called waterboarding or the Chinese water drop torture. I don't know what it's called. But, you know, the torture where they just keep dropping a drop of water on your or one place on your head. Right. At first, it don't bother you. You're like, this ain't shit. I could sit here all night and do it. Let's go. I was I could do this all day. I was built for this. But after a while. It's going to start to bother you. And that's when the torture starts, because, see, the thing is, it's. The repeatedness of it over and over and over and over. Now, you with a woman that has had orgasm and experiences that they've never had. Things that her body did with a guy that never, never happened. Let's be real, women. And guys, you know this if you deal with women. It's always that bad boy that she couldn't be with in a relationship because he was a player or he didn't take the relationship seriously. That's the best dude she ever been with. But she not with him because she can't be in a relationship with him. But that was the best sex chemistry she ever had. Then she meets you. The sip that decides to take her in, wife her up and do right by her. Yeah, at first, the love is there. You make passionate love and she's happy that finally I have a man that's right. But then after a while, what's going to happen is that, see, that passion and love in the beginning fades away. The, oh, I love you, the brand newness, all that, it fades away. Then you keep having sex. Because if you have a healthy relationship, you're having sex a couple of times a week. That's like waterboarding that's like torture because now instead of it being focused on that love and that compassion she's going to start to want to elevate her body because her body has already felt things that she's never felt with you and when that initial excitement that romance that love goes away right what's going to replace it because let's be honest it is good for a woman to love you, but it's great for a woman to say you are the best sexual experience I ever had and I can't get enough of you because women have stayed more because of that. Now, I'm, I know you say, well, you just said that woman left dudes. That was the best because because he didn't want to be with her. See, that was the thing. He didn't want to be with her. That's why she left, because he was a bad dude. He was a he was the bad boy. He wasn't really being serious in a relationship anyway. He's blown out her back and call it a day. But. You are trying to be there. 
And if you're not the best, if if it like like this, oh well, you know our relationship is really going down, but that sex we reconnect, man, he be blowing my back out. My husband rocks my world. But see, if if you don't rock her world, if you aren't really uh, a person that is is doing that, and let's say you mess up, you lose your job, money gets tight, there's problems in a relationship, that sex is going to bother her even more. Because right now you're not doing what she wants you to do as a man. Then when she gets into bed with you, she can't get off like she did with homeboy. Like how many women are with guys that are bums? Like absolute bums. How many women are having babies by bums? You know why they're doing that? Because that man is fucking the hell out of her. Let's be real, people. This is a real podcast right here. Let's be real. That guy, that bum, that no good for nothing is banging her back out. That's why she keep him. Because everything else be, be is bad, but at least he 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 do what he gotta do in the bed to give me my satisfaction. Let's be real. Come on. If you don't feel what I'm saying, then that's cool. I respect that. But let's be real. So now you go marry this woman with a high body count at 20 guys. There was at least three to four of them that banged the hell out her back back. Then she marries you. She ain't marrying you because she you the best sex in the world. Because think about it. She had 20 guys that didn't marry her for a reason or she didn't marry them. But she married you because you the simp that's going to take care of her, going to love her. You give her all that other stuff. But then when it comes to the sex, you can't mess up. You got to keep being the perfect guy, paying the bills, being the, the leader. You got to keep doing it because the minute you falter and she has sex with you, she going to be looking at you like this nigga don't deserve this pussy. And what's she going to do is think about that guy or those guys. She probably had one guy that eat pussy the best in the world. Or she had the other guy that his dick was so big it gave her orgasms as soon as he hit, hit her back end. Or she had that other guy that, that, that was doing some nasty, freaky shit with her. She's going to start thinking about that. Because guys, think about it too. When you get up there and you start masturbating or you up there thinking about girl, you thinking about that, that one freak you have. When you talk to your boys, you talk to your boys about that one freak you have. Girls do the same thing. But see, when you know you got a good woman, you love her, you stay there. But as soon as she start doing some dumb shit, you say, damn, man, I should have stayed with Keisha. It's always a girl with an A. You know what I'm saying? I stayed with Malika because she was doing some next level crazy shit. I mean, think about it. It's true. So you telling me that the minute that you stop as a man doing what you got to do and you, you, you know, you life is, is funny. Sometimes you go through some low, low points. But the minute you stop doing that, she going to be thinking about those other men that blew out her back. Now you're not the best. Now she's going to start regretting it. Now she's going to look at her life and say, I'm not being fulfilled. I'm not happy. I want a divorce. So, you know, and it happens to niggas with money. Look at look at Tom Brady, his wife, his model wife talking about I need to be happy and find my own. I can break up the family, all that stuff, but I need to find my own. The minute he actually retires, she leaves him. She complained that, oh, he just did football too much, was so involved. And the minute he retired, she said, I have to find my own. 
Forget they have kids. Let's break up the family. That's a high value man. That's Tom freaking Brady. What? Six, seven Super Bowl rings? The GOAT. And she left him to find her happiness, her fulfillment. You know, he was he was good when he was having the money. Now she had to face him. Now she had to be in a position where she had to be with this nigga every day. She liked the fact that she could get this money and she do her own thing. But she knew once that nigga got home, now you got to deal with him. Maybe Tom Brady's dick is little and he just don't work it good. She thinking about Pablo, the pool guy or whatever. And women always cheat with a bum nigga. They never cheat with a bet a better dude. See, women never go to the better dude. They go to the bum dude that could fulfill those bum needs they have. And when I say bum needs, it's it's oh time. He gets to talk. He 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 talks to me. Because if it's not sex, like just say your sex is the best, but if you're not providing those other things, she always gonna find a bum nigga that's less cal- caliber than you to go cheat on you with. The pool guy, the workout guy, the broke uh, uh, benista at Starbucks, because he can give her time and attention that you're not. It's always something a woman finds that's bad in a relationship to say, I'm sorry, I got to go over here for my health, for my mental health, for my happiness. How many divorces you ever heard a man say, I need to leave for my happiness and my mental health? We don't do that, but women do all the time. See, because at the end of the day, the bum nigga gave her the attention and the sex she wanted. But he wasn't making no money or doing nothing. But he can give her those things. I've been in situations in my life. You know, I've been married for 20 years, so I'm happy. But before where, you know, you're the best and then a woman leaves you because you're not giving her enough time. But then gets with the bum nigga, but then's calling you because at the end of the day, the bum nigga don't do what you do. The bum nigga don't fuck her like you. Fuck her like you. The bum nigga don't got money like you. So now it's not his situation is not convenient for her. And now she look at you like, damn, I left something good. And she wants to play back and forth. So at the end of the day, yes, it is necessary for you to get with a woman with a low body count. Don't let these sip dudes, these dudes that really don't know relationships, talk into you, telling you what you should do. And they know nothing about relationships. They're single their damn selves. They're the ones that are baying chicks every single day that got like 50 body count because they don't care, but they're going to tell you to wipe them up. They not. Why they not wiping them up? Why are you not wiping those chicks? You know, you, you, you going on tour. People know who you are. Why aren't you wiping those chicks that got the high body count? Because they're out there. You have sex with them, but you not wiping them. Why you not take your own advice? Wife them. And walk out on stage and say, yeah, my wife before me was with 25 guys and I love her. I bet you won't do that shit. But see, that's the world we live in today, unfortunately, where up is down, down is up, blue is pink and pink is blue. Men and women, women, men. I mean, we live in this world right now that makes no sense. We take advice from people on social media now. We don't go to professionals no more. How many people really go to counseling anymore at their church or just marriage counseling in general? You know where they go to counseling? TikTok and Instagram memes. That's where they get their information from, where they need to to, to better their relationship or be better from that. 
Nobody goes to professionals anymore. People that went to school are licensed to actually help you. No, they take it from the young man that's talking about, you know, as a real man. Like none of these dudes will know what a real man is. They have no idea what a real man is. They have no idea what it is to be in a relationship. Because see, I think I said this before in another podcast. The point of a relationship is to be married forever and to die. That is the point of a relationship. See, the success of a relationship is not pending on if you're in a relationship. It's that you died out of a relationship. Either you are whittled or, you know, because that's the point. You don't get married to say, oh, I'm married. You get married to say, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person. And a person that's actually doing it should be the one you're taking advice from. Not the single 32-year-old guy that's trying to tell you what it is to be a valued woman or a valued man and what you should do to get a relationship that they don't have. Or these women that are telling you what a woman should do to be to be, be married and to, to be a valued woman and she's not married. You can't teach somebody that hasn't had the experience nor the education to teach you. And that's the problem in our society today. We are in a world where it doesn't matter what your education is. It doesn't matter what your background is. You are an expert. If you have a pop-in podcast or blog or or a pop-in social media, you are the experts. I know people out there that are licensed and experts that have like a thousand people following them and listen to them. But the the jerk that sits down and degrades women, degrades men, degrades everybody, but has shock moments and great memes, everybody's following and listening to. One of the questions was, another question they asked was, why is the date it feels so pissy? You know, and we had all these shockers to like, go, oh, you know, it's pissy because at the end of the day, you up there haven't healed from your past relationship. So you out there in the piss that you're pissing in. Oh, my God. Oh, he's talking some stuff. Oh, my God. No, no, no. It's not that the date it feels is pissy it has nothing to do with that. Since the day of man. People have had problems in relationships, period, trying to find the perfect person. And it's gotten worse, not because the people are worse, it's because our expectations of marriage is worse. People don't want to marry anymore to build a life with somebody, to share their life. No, they want to get married for the wedding. Guys want to get married for the pussy. Women want to get married for the comfort and the lifestyle. Men want to get married for the profiling. Then women have the option of like, yo, if I marry this rich guy and I divorce him, I'll be set for life. The reasonings are different now. And the reason is, is pissy because we accept certain things. When you go around telling people don't care about a woman's body count, you're letting all those pissy women into the dating. If they're an option for dating, then you're letting the piss in. Because at the end of the day, a woman with 20, 30, 40 body count that has a fans only, at, you know, like, like, to be honest, my big thing growing up was a stripper. Like we were like, like the undesirable woman was a stripper. Like all those strippers. Like that was like the worst of it. 
We didn't even think about prostitutes because at the end of the day, nobody thought in their head that they would have to date a prostitute. There was really no chance of you meeting a, a woman and she was a prostitute. Like, I mean, it was hard. They were out there, don't get me wrong, but I mean, more than likely, you're not going to be in the club with, a, 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 see, a, a, a good looking woman and she's a prostitute. That just wasn't something that happened all the time. Had, did it happen? Probably so. But that's not something that happened. It wasn't something that was a narrative. Like, yo, I was in the club. I saw this fine bitch. And yo, she come out to be a prostitute. You know? Which means you're selling your sexual exploits for money. Point blank. Today, literally half of the girls in the club have OnlyFans. The other day I was talking to this young lady, right, about some uh, podcasting and stuff like that. And she came to me and she was like, I do OnlyFans. I was like, okay, what type of OnlyFans? Because, you know, there's some people that do uh, OnlyFans that maybe explicit jokes or stuff like that or lingerie model. I don't know. You know, so I was like, what type do you do? So I went on her page. Now, if you go to OnlyFans and you don't have to pay to read the descriptions of the videos. So I went to her page not to subscribe or look at videos just to read the uh, the, the 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 titles of the videos because they're locked. So you can't unless you pay. So they're locked, but you can still see the titles. This girl had titles like fucked in a hotel room, two guys fucking in the ass. I'm so horny in the mail. I mean, just everything was sexual. And I said to her, so you do prostitution? She's like, no, I'm a content creator. I'm like, what, what did you say? I'm a content creator. I'm like, wow. That's what they call it now. Content creation, porno. She's like, yeah, but I don't have sex with men for money. I was like, but you do. You're having sex with that one guy to sell the video for money. I mean, you're doing the two things that prostitution does. Fucking and getting money because of the fucking. Am, Am I incorrect about that? I mean, think, I mean, that's what it is. It is legalized prostitution. Because you could find a guy have sex with him and then sell the video and people pay for it. It's the same thing as prostitution. It's no difference. It really isn't. And most of these videos isn't your same, even though I still have a problem with it, but I know some couples that do that. They actually um, do videos together and they sell it. Now, is that still a, Form of prostitution in a sense, yeah, but in a sense, it's like this is me and my man. This is what we do, me and my husband, and this is what we do. We sell our content. Hey, you know what? Whatever you do is what you do. But most of the time, it's not like that. It's different men in these videos. It's not the same man. So you are having sex with different men for the purpose of selling the content for money. It's prostitution. She got mad. Oh, I work with other content creators. You work with other porno people to have sex to sell the content. I mean, how how often did you go to the club and meet a porno star at the regular club chilling? Like it wasn't a discussion. Like, hey, what's going on? What's your name, girl? Hey, I'm 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 Ruby Tuesday Red. I'm like, huh? Where? That's a unique name. Yeah, I'm a porn star. I do porno. Like. 
they weren't in the club hanging out, kicking it like that. It wasn't something that the normal dude will come across unless you're in California at a high end club or something like that. But if you go to a regular club in the United States, you didn't have to worry about, yo, there may be some content on the Internet of this girl, but naked having sex. It wasn't like that. But now there is a strong chance that you could be in a regular club. You see a cute girl and you talk to her and she talk about she got her only fans. She doesn't do porno. She does content creation. Now, if you're doing that type of business, how high is your body count anyway? Let's be real. So it does play into a relationship. If you want a relationship with a real woman, a, not a real woman, but if you want a relationship with a woman that is wifey material, like that high body count counts. You know, I can't talk about individual situations. Have there probably been men out there, a man that met a woman that had a high body count and she regrets it and she repents and they get together, they have a great marriage and kids and everything's great. Yes, I'm sure it is. So I'm not saying it can't happen, but like I always say, there are exceptions to the rules, but everybody thinks they're an exception to the rule. And that's the problem because statistically, the numbers do not favor you having a positive, good relationship with a woman that has a high body count. So if you ignore that, that's fine. If you trust enough and believe in that woman that you could be with her and that she's changed and that's not going to be affecting your relationship, fine. Take the chance. You may play Russian. It's just like Russian roulette. You may play Russian roulette and win. You may click it five times and it never gets to that bullet. But statistically, and your chances are, more likely that you're going to get that bullet before you get to number six. But if you do, some people do, and you lucky as hell and you got the big reward for it because you took the biggest risk. But I'm not willing to gamble my life because that's what you're doing. Gambling your life, your happiness, your peace on the, on the fact that maybe this woman is going to be changed and she's going to do right. If you want to take that gamble, go ahead, guys, take that camp gamble. But I'm not taking that gamble at all. I'm sorry. I just won't. That's just not me. I'm not going to do it. So I, I don't get me wrong. I want to reiterate. I appreciate all the black podcasters. I want them to make their money and do their thing. And I'm proud of young black people that are doing things like this than rather be in the streets doing some crazy other crazy stuff. So, you know, I salute all the podcasts, all the people I talked about, the trouble conversation or whatever that podcast's name. You know, I, I salute them for what they do. I salute them for, for providing a platform and and taking their idea to another level. So I appreciate that. But I don't have to agree with it. I think it's healthy and we have to stop the whole if you against if you're not if you're not with, with us, you're against us mentality. 
It doesn't mean we can't disagree. It doesn't mean we can't not have the same opinion. We can't say we can't criticize the opinion and talk about it. But at the end of the day, I appreciate those brothers and sisters that are doing their thing, making their money and and and, and being in essence positive because there's a lot of negative things they could be doing, you know, just because they're giving the wrong information. I mean, I agree with. But at the end of the day, they are making their money and living off talking their opinions. And I honor I, I salute that. I do salute all those podcasts that are doing that because there's so many other things they could be doing that would be even more negative to our culture and to our society. So I salute all those kings and queens for doing that. All right. So please do not take what I say and think like I hate them or whatnot. Nah, it's just my opinion. I don't see eye eye on those things, but you know what? That's what they're doing. And I, and I'm proud of them for that. All right. All right, people. I appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all listening to another podcast. Um, until next time, you know, go to culture.skin. That's the website, cultured.skin. Go to the website, check it out. All right. I'm writing my new book right now. Men are meant to be broken. It's like a year. It's like a two. It's like two been two years in the work, the idea. So I'm finally sitting down writing the chapters. Uh, Men are meant to be broken is going to be a game changer. OK, when it comes to male masculinity and the view of a male perspective. So um, I'm excited about this book. A few more weeks and I should have it uh, together. So I'm just still in like different chapters, uh, doing my research, making sure I'm giving the information that's correct rather than off the top of my head. And I'm trying to make sure that the viewpoints are non-biased, where where it means that I'm not trying to prove something. I'm just trying to let you know what it is. Okay. Bye, guys. Until next time.